Well, good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas. So glad you've joined me for today's uh, devotion. And while you're opening your Bible to the second chapter of 1 Peter, I just want to say to those of you who are traveling this coming weekend, you know, Christmas Eve is Sunday morning. We're having our Christmas Eve services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. But if you're going to be out of town or on the road, not be here, I want to encourage you to watch to, to, worship, to worship with us by watching one of the live streams. We will be live streaming both services, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. So wherever you are, go to our, to our uh, uh, website, fbcrockhill.org, and watch the live stream from this Sunday morning, Christmas Eve. Well, today we are in chapter 2, and a very well-known verse that I've preached from many times that I often quote is verse 2, like newborn babes, desire, long for, the sincere, the pure milk of the word, God's eternal word that we talked about yesterday in chapter one, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, have a longing for the word of God because that is necessary if you are going to grow spiritually in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And as I mentioned, I've preached that verse many times and it makes it really clear to us that there is not going to be spiritual growth if you don't have a hunger for the word of God to engage with the word of God. But when I was reading the chapter this time, the, the connection between verses 1 and 2 really jumped out at me uh, in a way that it hasn't before. It's, yeah, I've noticed it, but, man, it really popped when I read it this time. And I want us to, to, to look at those two verses and then talk about it a minute. He says, therefore, referring back to chapter 1, what came before, that God's word is eternal, will never fade away and doesn't change. Therefore, because of that, Put aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Put all of that aside. And like newborn babies, long for, the King James says, desire the pure, sincere milk of the word so that by it you can grow. Now, you need to notice that verse 2 is not a sentence of its own. Verse 2 is the continuation of the sentence that starts in verse 1. So they go together. They're not separate sentences, even though they're two different verses in our English Bibles. They are one continuous sentence in the Greek text. In fact, it continues. That sentence includes all of verses 1, 2, and 3. And so you can't really understand verse 2 completely without taking verse 1 with it. And he says, because God's word is eternal, therefore, you need to put aside, take off. It's like taking off a garment. You need to get rid of those things, malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. And then be like a sincere, pure, like a, sin, like a baby who, who wants milk, who wants pure milk. What's the, what's the point? Well, that spiritual growth, as a Christian, doesn't happen apart from the Word of God. But secondly, growth as a Christian is not happening no matter how much you study the Bible if your character is not changing, if you're not becoming more mature and how you relate to people. Talk about people. Talk to people. In other words, if, if you are not becoming less and less angry, if you are not doing less and less gossip, if you're not becoming less and less envious, if verse 1 is not happening, 
I don't care how much you're reading God's word, you're not growing. You may be learning some biblical truth, okay, but you're not growing. You're not growing if you're not changing. The change that real spiritual growth shows up with is a change in character. And so he says, as you are longing for the word of God so that you can grow, if you're really doing that and you're really growing, the change is going to show up in that you're going to lay aside malice. The New Living Translation says evil behavior. Deceit. The King James says guile. Um, hypocrisy. Envy. Some Bibles will translate that jealousy and slander, slander, gossip, unkind speech. If your speech is not improving, you are not growing. If you are a constant gossip today like you were 10 years ago, you're not growing. When you engage with God's word, and you grow, people notice it because they see the change in you. The truth is, if you're growing, you will begin to notice it because you will become aware of the change in your gossip and how you talk about people, how you talk to people. Um, too often in our churches, we think spiritual growth is just about having classes and learning more about the Bible. I'm 65 years old. I've been doing this a long time now, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who know the Bible, but they're mean as snakes. People who know the Bible, and they gossip all the time. People who know the Bible and get mad at the, you know, like, you know, the drop of a hat, they're angry. People who know the Bible... Listen, we all have our sins. We all have our besetting sins. We all have our shortcomings. But here's the point. We should not be the person today that we were five years ago if we're growing. We should be getting better in these areas. Will we master all of them? Probably not. But you're not staying the same. You're changing. That's the evidence of true growth. Head knowledge is useless if it doesn't show up in life, change. Look at one more verse as we wrap this up, verse 12. Verse 12. He says, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, among those who are not followers of Christ, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, be, they may, because of your good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. Listen, there will be people in this life who never accept the truth of God's word that we talked about yesterday. And therefore, they will always have a negative attitude toward God's people. But your godly behavior and your good deeds so you don't get drunk and you don't slander and gossip, and they, you know, you're a goody two-shoes, whatever it is, but you're growing and you're changing and you're becoming more like Jesus and there are critics and skeptics. Guess what? On the day of judgment, they will have to admit you were right and they were wrong. But if 
you're not growing and you, you're not changing and they criticize you, <laughs> they weren't wrong. They were only wrong if they're criticizing the good that God's doing in your life because you're growing and you're changing. And when you stand before God, when you stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ at which all Christians will be judged for the quality of our Christian life, you want to stand there as someone who has grown. Not someone who said, well, that's just how I was. That's how I was raised. You think God's going to care about that as a justification for never growing, never changing, never getting better? Feast upon the word of God. You won't be perfect. I won't be perfect. But praise God, we don't have to be the man or woman today that we were five years ago. That's Christian growth, and it shows up. And engaging in God's word with Jesus as Lord, that's what will happen. And I pray that happens to you. I pray that 2024 is the best year of Christian growth in your life and that you become, that I, I pray that your last days, if, if you're in your 70s and 80s or old, I pray that your last days are your best days in terms of resembling Jesus with your character. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.